All right, this right here is the low point for the Colorado Avalanche. Yeah, they haven't been playing well, and wins have been tough to come by, but the Chicago Blackhawks were coming along at the perfect time for the Avs to get back on track. Why not a blowout against the worst team in the league by far? And they couldn't get the job done. The Avs lose this thing 3-2 to to Chicago. Where do the abs go from here? Is it panic button time? A lot to get to. New episode of Locked On Avalanche coming at you. Your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of Locked On Avalanche. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making this your first listen of the day. And you're probably tuning in, not happy campers right now, because the Avalanche just lost to the worst team in the league. We'll get to it, and definitely a sound check, which you're going to want to hang around for, because that's going to be a good one. Uh, First things first, thank you for making this your first listen of the day. That's always appreciated. Follow us on our social media outlets, LOP and underscore Avalanche on Twitter, Locked on Avalanche on Instagram. Questions, comments, concerns, and opinions, Locked on Avalanche at gmail.com. And follow us on our YouTube channel over on YouTube. Hit subscribe to get notified when a new show goes live. All right, Mr. Shaggy. Um, <clears throat> you know, the one thing that I love about the, the NHL is the parody. You, you hear that all the time with the NHL. And, you know, the parody in the NHL is unlike any other sport, and that is true. But there's always those few teams that aren't included with that parody talk when you're talking about the NHL. You always have those, they call them bottom-feeding teams that are so far outside of how everybody else is playing. And when you discuss the parody, you can't include those couple teams. The Chicago Blackhawks are one of those teams this year that you cannot include when you're discussing the parody of the NHL. And as poorly as the Avalanche have been playing, we all know the talent on this team and we all know that they're capable of playing better and we all know that you're going to go through ups and downs during the course of a season that's 82 games long. It's not going to be all you know, sunshine and rainbows for 82 games. And you were just expecting the Avalanche at some point to snap out of it. And you looked at this game and you're like, this is it. If they can't beat Chicago, uh, how much of a panic should we be in? We'll answer that question a little bit. But right now, this is the low point for the Colorado Avalanche. And I'm sorry, uh, if you can't beat the Chicago Blackhawks, you got a lot of work to do. And clearly the Avalanche, if, if the Avalanche were winning and things were going okay and, and, and you dropped a game here and there and you lost to Chicago, it's still a bad loss. But the way that the Avalanche had been playing, you you just thought they would look at this and just sense blood in the water and you got more of the same for the Avalanche. Let me transition into Staddy Von Doom for a second. Hmm. Let me Let me rattle off some stats for you. This was Peter Morazic's third win, his first since December 3rd, 2022. The Avalanche have won one game in their last seven. One power play goal last week 
against Vancouver. This team is on paper good. On the ice, they are bad. Right now they are. Yeah. No, on paper they're good. Um, on on the ice, they normally are good. And this is still a good team that's just playing bad. I still feel like that, you know, this team cannot keep playing like this. They can't. No. They're way too talented. And, and I'm not even talking about the guys that are out. Forget about that. Yeah. We, we've said it over and over ad nauseum that, you know, the guys that they have out there right now, they should be winning games. Maybe not blowing teams away, but you should be winning games. And they just simply are not doing that right now. So, yeah, on the ice, they're, they're, they're not good right now. They're not playing good. And there's nothing you could say to say, oh, no, they're playing. The, you can't redeem. They just lost to the Chicago Blackhawks with Nathan yeah. McKinnon, Kale McCarr, and Miko Rantanen on the ice. Yeah. it's It doesn't matter who you're rolling out there. If you're rolling out those three names, you have a fighting chance. And with the contributions you've been getting from Cogliano and Erod, you should have a chance. This should not have even been a contest, especially – if you've taken the long track look at how Chicago has been playing up to this point, there's really other than the injuries, but I mean, come on, the roster you have is a good roster. They should handle this team. And if you, when we roll through the stats in a little bit, they didn't in any category, not one single category. This team is not cohesive. They're not playing together. Nothing looks right. They can't do anything right on the power play. Me and you could get out there with blindfolds on and probably have more success than this team with a man advantage on a power play. <clears throat> there is not one redeeming quality of this team, and it's so frustrating. You put this team in a simulator, put them in on NHL 23, put this roster up against anybody, even the Canadian juniors team. They have a fighting chance. You look at like the teams that they, they are playing. Like So they, they came off of that four-game winning streak, <clears throat> and that was right before Christmas, and then the first game after Christmas they lost to Arizona. And, I, and, and, you know, that kind of goes back to what I was saying. Like, if you've been winning and then you lose to the Blackhawks, it's still a bad loss. But you're like, okay, like, losses are going to happen. And I think people – not people were okay with that loss. But you're like, you just had a four-game winning streak. It's your first game after the Christmas break. Maybe you're going to be a little bit flat. Okay. you Then you lose to the Kings. Kings are a good team. Even though that was a shootout loss, you blew that lead. That was Like, you had that game. Kings are a good team. You lost to them. Follow that up by the Maple Leafs. Maple Leafs are a very good team, and you know that was not a good-looking game. Then you lost to Vegas Golden Knights. They're a good team. The Canucks was a horrible loss. That was a terrible loss. Then you beat the Oilers. Then you lost to the Panthers. That kind of just ran you pretty good, and now you lose to the Blackhawks. So there's um, you know, you, you lost to some really good teams, but then you've also lost to two really really bad teams. And those are the ones that are going to stick out. You like there, there's games. It's very tough in the NHL to, to 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 just say like, oh, that's supposed to be a winnable game. This was one of them. This was absolutely one of them. And I don't care how I don't care if you're coming in on a 10 game losing streak that you're playing that poorly that you have a 10 game losing streak. You should still where where who you are as a Colorado Avalanche. And you keep throwing the defending champion thing out there, which you know we will do for the remainder of this season because you are. <clears throat> you still have that title. You're not playing like it. You're not and playing the, like it. It's and, and the thing. And, uh, just to finish this up, the next game you play is against the Ottawa Senators. 
I don't know what to expect from that game right now. I'm not confident going into that game. And you just listed off a bunch of teams that you quantify now in hindsight as good. Going into January, we talked about this is a very winnable schedule. You're right. Now they look good because you beat Colorado. Colorado's making bad teams look good. Because of their play on the ice, the Kings now feel like they have a chance. Vancouver, that team is an absolute mess. They're having players having to go back because they can't even handle injuries, right? And everybody wants out of there. They they will be traded for a Timmy Horton's coffee right now just to get out of <laughs> Vancouver, but they can beat this Colorado Avalanche team. And it's hard to look ahead at whoever we have. It could be Vancouver. It could be the 1972 Boston Bruins in their current age. And guess what? I don't even know if this team could beat them. Mm-hmm. On paper, you make every case in the book that this team should do this, that, this, Nathan McKinnon, this, Kale McCarr, this, Miko Ranton, and this, and then we got Lekkinen, and then Evan Rodriguez, he's doing great. Doesn't matter who's in goal. But this team, when they get out there, it takes a period and a half to get going. They can't pass. They can't quit tripping over their own feet, making a power play transition. Shots aren't hitting the net. Nothing's working. You lose the game, and then we're talking about, you know, there might be Chicago has a chance. They have a good core. Mrazek, he might not be that bad. His numbers might lie. We make everybody look good right now. Mm. I mean, when you <clears throat> when you have a, a double minor power play, right? That you know, last year's Avalanche team would would put their foot on your neck and make you suffer for that. And and the Avalanche got, I think it was one. Somebody else said two. It doesn't matter if it's one or if it's two. Let's go with two. Let's give them the benefit of the doubt and say they got two shots on goal. You get two shots on goal on a four-minute penalty. And by the way, those two shots came with less than five seconds left on that power play. When I saw that, I was like, okay, like – just give up on the power play, at least for today. <laughs> give up on the power play so you can go to practice and work on it. And it, it, it's just, well, I mean, how many total did they have? Five? Five. Five. Over five on the power play. Again, you know, you're going to compare this team to last year's team. You give last year's team five power plays and they will make you, there's no way that they would lose that game. And it's just one of the, the many things that the Avalanche are just struggling with right now. Um, we'll get to more of them. Are changes on the way? And is this uh panic button time? So it, I, I'll give you a little preview with mine. I'm, I'm not like pressing any panic button right now. It's just really bad to watch. Really, really bad to watch. But first, let's hear from Built Bar. And if you're looking for a delicious treat, but don't want all of the fat and calories, then you got to try Built Bar. I and mean, we just got through the holidays, and a lot of people have those uh, New Year's resolutions set up to eat a little bit healthier for the coming year. And if you want to eat healthier but don't want to compromise on taste, then we have got just the thing for you. Which which flavor is that, sir? This would be the raspberry. And raspberry. Oh, so good. And you know what? I don't typically like raspberry-flavored things, especially raspberry chocolate-flavored things, but that one is delicious delicious so what makes built bars so good for starters they're covered in 100 real chocolate who doesn't love 100 real 
chocolate and they come in unbelievably delicious flavors like the churro puff which is a favorite of kyle the peanut butter brownie which is a favorite of mine and the coconut almond which is a favorite of both of ours and if you're not sure how built bar does it but these bars we are not sure how built bar does it, but these bars taste just like candy bars while maintaining amazing macros and what's even better is that they are healthy 130 calories four grams of sugar and a whopping 17 grams of protein. And by the way, you don't have to order them at built. That way you can order them at built.com. If you want to continue to do that, feel free. You can now also get them in store at Walmart and Sam's Club. So no more waiting for the mail. If you got to run out and get a delicious built bar, you can do it right now. Go to that 24 hour Walmart and go get you some built bars. But like I said, if you do want to get over to built.com, I would check them out as well. They're always coming up with new flavors uh, to send out to people. So uh, check it out, built.com, and get healthy for this new year. All right, sir. Um, I guess we'll yeah, start with the panic button thing. I, I, I'm not there because there's still a long way to go. Like that was game 40, right? So you have half the season left to go. Um, this team has the pedigree of a championship team. I'm not using the injuries as an excuse, but you are getting guys back. Like I'm not in like full blown panic mode. Um, but maybe it's more immediate. Maybe the panic is more immediate. It's not for the duration of the season, but it's right now. Like you, you can't like how this team is playing right now. You just can't, if they were just getting beat, and, and, and just flying around the night. You've seen glimpses of it. You saw it in the third period the other day. Um, it, it's just they're having trouble just getting a full 60, to use the term. Um, and I, I still have all the confidence in the world that they can turn that around, but that doesn't take away from the fact of what's happening in the here and now. And what's happening in the here and now is, is not good hockey by a defending championship team. Um, and even having said that, if you look at the wild card, <clears throat> they have three games in hand against the Edmonton Oilers and are four points behind them. So, you know, when you look at the standings, they're still in it, but it doesn't give you any like hope. Or not, I shouldn't say that. It doesn't give you any hope. It doesn't make you feel good just the way that they're playing. Okay, let's let's look at it this way. Like standings wise, there's still a chance. Yeah. Like, oh, absolutely. Telling me there's a chance, of course. Like, <clears throat> yep. yes, there is a there's a way. But we're looking at this team right now, as we sit here on this Friday, looking at this team. This team can't win anything. We can't start thinking about defending the cup. That's out. That, that's gone. We just want to make the playoffs. This team right now, I don't even think they can make the playoffs. The way they're playing on the ice. And let's 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 play devil's advocate. My buddy Chris, look, for everybody listening, you hear that? That's me pressing the panic button. What is our first step? What do you do? What do you do if you do press the panic button with the way this team is playing? What is the first thing you do? Bring in another piece? We have pieces. Like, you have pieces that should be able to score goals and win games on a nightly basis. Why are you going mm -hmm. out there and trading for another piece? Depth scoring? You need more of your top line scoring. Like, what are you training for? Defense? You have defenders out there. You have all-star caliber quality defenders out there. Mm -hmm. What What do you do if you're pressing the panic button now? You, you know this Avalanche team is not playing the right way, but how do you fix this team, the current 
iteration of this team on the ice. Um, I, I, like I said earlier, I think that the main thing is so much revolves around the power play. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That just gets you going. Power plays are, are more than just uh, being a man up and, and getting a goal because you have that man up. That carries over into so many other aspects of the game. And the Avalanche aren't doing that. They're, they're not getting those. I don't want to say power plays are like free throws, but you, but you get the what I'm trying to get at like with that connection. They're there for because, you know, you, you have such a big advantage with a power play. And when it looks like you don't have a man up on the ice, there, there's, there's, it's just all in the psyche right now. Yeah. It, now it's gotten into your mind that <clears throat> we can't carry this puck into the zone. And when it gets knocked away, it's like, all right, we got to go reset and try this thing again. Like it's just, you give it the old college try once again. So the power play is, is really bad. Uh, and, and then if you can't, if you're having trouble scoring goals, okay, like teams go through that, then you've really got to make sure your defense is short up. And and because you always hear that that you know saying like, oh, the goals will come, the goals will come. And and for you know, when you have goal scorers on a team, it will. It will. But what do you have to do in the meantime? You know, defense wins championships, and that's true for every single sport. So make sure your defense is on point, and it's just not. They're just losing track of guys. They're just skating around. They're just chasing. They have terrible positioning. It's just broken. It's all broken. So it's literally back to the drawing board. Yep. Let's go. Let's go through our our training camp and preseason drills that we have to do to you know remind everybody how we play defense. Because the, yeah, you've had injuries, but the guys that. You've had th- these six guys as your pairings for how long now? Yeah. So it's not, it's not the excuse. You can't use that as the excuse. It's and and that gets to the next question of changes for the roster. Trades trades aren't going to happen right now. They're not going to happen right now. And and with with all these teams up against the cap, like you need to accrue as much cap space as possible. Right now, it's not going to happen. It's going to happen by the trade deadline. If any trade happens now, it's going to be minor. It's going to be your Mulgan trades. Um, the team that's you know that that's been out here right now, it, it's they they've had this team for a couple weeks now. Mm-hmm. Pretty much during this losing streak is the the team that they keep putting out there game after game. If I wake up tomorrow, I'll give it till lunchtime, and I don't get notifications that the Avalanche have sent down players and brought players up. I don't know what I'm going to do with myself. If you have this stretch where, where you're you're playing like this and losing games and losing to the Chicago Blackhawks and you don't send certain guys down and bring other guys up, I might just lose my mind. Because what? how are you defending this? How are you defending how, how this team is playing right now and specifically – Guy, you know, let, let me go to um, let me just check. I want to check. T- uh, so Martin Kaut played seven minutes and 10 seconds, Jacob McDonald played three minutes and 17 seconds, McDermott played eight minutes and 18 seconds. Like, we have to stop doing this, we have to stop giving what would Kale play 27, 
Okay, that's a walk in the park for Kale McCarr, and I shouldn't be saying that. A walk in the park for Kale McCarr should be 22, 23 minutes, normal. And I know defense is, is struggling right now in terms of bodies, but if there's no changes made, we're just the definition of insanity right now. This is why this is why you're my best friend. That is exactly <laughs> that's if I w- I was thinking the exact same thing midway through this game. There was a pass that Martin Kaut made that was so it lacked every ounce of energy. It was like I was like, if we do not start freshening up this roster with the fill-ins that we have, if we don't start filling in the fill-ins and mm-hmm. start making those moves again, I'm going to lose it. I'm so glad you said that. It's like verbatim of what I was thinking halfway through this game. The short shift and the non-existent fourth line that looks discombobulated when it's out there. The McDermott project, he's nice when we're winning games and having perfect months for that physicality. He He's not providing anything right now. I love him to death. He's a great guy, wonderful human being, but you're not helping the team. Hmm. McDonald. All over the place. Very high, very low. we got to freshen it up. There has to be some roster changes from the bottom that you can use four lines and rest the ones that are actually contributing and try and force some new production so we could cycle these lines a little bit later down the road. Because we have a two-game break coming up after a back-to-back. So okay. it's it's not so much, like you mentioned, the trades. That's our that's our next endpoint. We got to make it to the trade deadline. That's the end of our season. Yeah, and, get- and I think another reason why they're not going to do trades right now is like they want to see where they're at by the yep. trade deadline. If things are, are continue for the next <clears throat> two months, I mean, trade deadline is early March. I don't know the exact date, but so let's say two months. They're gonna they're gonna get a good look at this team for the next two months, get some players back, and if it's worth it to do a trade, you do it. Um, <clears throat> but that's not happening. It's not happening right now. I don't know. Like, I I think Cout has to go down. I've been a big supporter of Ben Myers, but I'm just not seeing like he looks good when he skates, mm-hmm. but he's not getting he's not getting anything towards the net. Um, he didn't have any shots on goal. <clears throat> I don't know. He, he looks really good coming from the defensive zone through the neutral zone. And then when he gets into the offensive zone, it's just like when when guys just collapse on him. He just loses the puck, and and I think that'll that'll like get better as he grows and just know how to facilitate and where his teammates are. You know how Miko and and Nate just know where each other's are. That's because they've been playing together for thirty seven years. Um, so he just ha- has to come around with that. Do you send him down for that reason? I don't know. I, I mean, it, it it hurts more when you're losing and just say like we can't we can't suffer that stuff right now. Um, but I think you're going to have Mulgan. I don't know how long he's out for. I initially heard, thought he was day, day to day. So if he comes back and again, like he's no savior or anything like that, but he was playing pretty well. So you bring, if he comes back, that's one guy gone. Do you, it's gotta be Cout. And then do you, do you maybe flip flop Myers and, and, uh, bring foodie back up, give him another shot. I don't know. I don't know. Like whatever they want to do, I generally don't care right now. Just make some sort of move so I, I just get like a different look 
and just get some new fresh blood injected into this team right now because it's so stagnant. It's just there's there's sick. nothing you could justify this roster in its current construction as being a successful roster after you drop a game to the Chicago Blackhawks. There's nothing. Mm-mm. All right, let's hear from Bet Online and then uh, a couple more thoughts on this game. And then, of course, a sound check to get to. So, betonline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. You can get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from the pro football playoffs to basketball to the NHL. So if the Avalanche can beat the Ottawa Senators in a couple of days, <laughs> I don't know. I have no uh, idea. Uh, you can find all that at betonline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can even find those at betonline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. That is betonline.net, where the game starts. All right, so stats in this game. Um, well, you outshot the Blackhawks. Congratulations there, 33-30. to 30. Hey, look at that percentage on the face-offs, 55-45. Yeah. to 45. Where have I seen that before? Um, they, only had, they were only winning 25% of the face-offs in the first period. Yeah. So they improved is what you're telling me as the yeah. game went on. There, there you go. Hang your hat on that. <laughs> um, of course, the 0 for 5 on the power play. Blackhawks 0 for 3 of their own. Um, so you're saying our penalty it, kill is good is what you're saying, huh? I can hold on to that. I can go to sleep with that. Honestly, the penalty kill has gotten better, I feel like. But <clears throat> um, Evan Rodriguez with the goal. Nathan McKinnon with two assists. Miko Rantanen with an assist. And Kale McCarr with the other goal. Um, you feel bad for, for Alex Newhook because thought he had a goal that tied it late. You also feel bad for him because he could, took another puck right to the face a little bit earlier. That dude's face is getting mangled this year. Um, but he had what looked like the tying goal. Um, it was reviewed on a coach's challenge and overturned for goalie interference. And it's one of those that really toes the line for me. Um, because it, it was called on Miko Rantanen and Miko was right. Miko wasn't in the crease or anything like that. He was fighting for position. Um, and right as the puck starts going in his vicinity, he's fighting for it. There's a defender on his back the entire time. And it's, he didn't get like cross checked, but there's enough jostling between the two of them where Miko hits the ice and that's when the puck goes right to Newhook who's sitting on the side of the net who just hammers it home and they rule it because uh that Miko the way that he landed again by a lot of pressure from a defender the way he landed was kind of on either it was either the arm or the pad or somewhere on the body of the goalie they deem that goalie interference uh it's one of those things where it's like there's no definitive rule on exactly what goalie interference is. And for the simple fact that, I mean, Miko, Miko is literally – his whole weight is is forward while whoever the defender was is basically – he's basically giving this guy a piggyback ride. And for me, because there's so much going on there, I, I, I didn't think they would overturn it. 
it's one of those things where it's like, I didn't think they would overturn it, but if they called it in the moment, they wouldn't have overturned that either. So I was a little bit surprised that they did overturn it upon review. Two things. That has to be the third or fourth goal that has been reviewed and taken away from the Avalanche in the past four or five games. Mm -hmm. It's been all the time. And it's always pushing and offsides and sloppy, sloppy, sloppy. On the other hand, you they overturned a goal and took it back against Chicago. You should have been up 5-1 at that point. Mm -hmm. It's one of those don't put yourself in that position where that is going to be the subject of your game. Having to come back against the Chicago Blackhawks with Newhook in a mangled face has to score a goal to tie the game. Did I say it's against the Chicago Blackhawks yet? Have I mentioned that enough? Have I beaten that point in enough? Yeah. Like you should not be in that position. It happened. Miko again late. Frustrations abound. Take the L, baby. <laughs> and Miko was not happy about a uh, shoulder he took to the face, um, which there was no call on that. He gets up, they go to the under the ice, and the Blackhawks eventually score. That was their third goal. Um, you gave up the first goal of the game, which again, even at that point, I was like, it just seems like that's what the Avalanche are doing all year long is giving up the first goal. But uh, the first shift of the game, they were kind of buzzing around the Avalanche were. And I was like, okay, that's that's a good tone setter, at least. You you came out kind of cruising, but this team just you you just I joked on Twitter that uh, I was I was Googling experts in in hockey body language. Uh, to come on as a guest because you just see it. They just, it just seems like they get defeated and they don't have that killer instinct to come out shift after shift after shift to get back in the game. It's only like here and there. Like if, if they, if a new line comes out and they get the drop on the opposing team, then for that shift, they're on it. But if they're in their own zone, my God, they are just chasing. They're chasing everybody and there's no, desire to like let's tilt the ice and go back and and, and get a nice exit and, and go down on our end it's just oh, let's just hope nobody scores let's get it out another line comes out and we'll give them a shot you're not seeing the the rolling of the lines that just come out with this tenacity and you're just not used to that being an avalanche fan honestly what it reminds me of is growing up in alabama not having professional hockey or minor league hockey you go watch men league hockey and that's what it looks like. It's just a bunch of puck chasers. Like everybody's like, there's no positions. There's no, yeah. everybody's just chasing whoever's got the puck. And hey, if there are two or three guys over there, I guess I should be looking around for somebody trying to get a pass. But there's, there's no drawn plays. There's no mm. positions. It's just everybody's looking for somebody. And if you don't find anybody, just chase the puck. It's, it's, it's Bush League. Honestly, man, like, <clears throat> In the third period, like as the third period is going along, I'm sitting there and I'm like I, I, I'm thinking, like even if the Avalanche win this game, I'm not happy about it. Yeah, you're not happy with how they're playing, and if they have to escape Chicago with, with you know skin of your teeth win, you normally love that if you're playing other teams. But I'm sitting there, even the Alex Newhook goal. Yeah, I, I gave a fist pump, and but I'm sitting there like. It's four minutes left in the game, and we just tied it. And I'm sorry, but that just should not be happening against that team. And and in the second period, you don't have a shot on goal until there's like eight minutes left in that period. Everything about this game 
is is just glaring all is just showing you the glaring issues for the avalanche right now and like i said like i feel like it'll turn around but man like what's what's got to happen for this to turn around is just we kind of listed a, stuff, a lot of stuff off there's got to be changes roster wise and you got to go back to the drawing board Having said all that, we will get to our sound check and wrap things up with that. Um, this will be an interesting one. So Kyle and I always pick a song that we feel best summarizes the most recent game. And this one is actually the, you know, the Avalanche and the Chicago Blackhawks. These songs go on a playlist, which they are already on the playlist uh, over on Spotify. Just search for uh, LOA Soundcheck Volume 2. What do you got for this one, sir? Sorry, I was wiping the nose from the soapbox I was standing on being on this team. And it's not stopping yet. This song, Uh when you hear it in the playlist, you are going to treasure this song for the rest of your life. This song is from a band called Even Worse. Apropos, I know. Well, just listen to the song. It's called We Suck. (laughs) And it's just two minutes of... We suck, we suck, we know we suck. That's all they say for the entirety of the song. It is punk rock. To like uh it is to a T. It's just three chord jamming of it is uh, like it's like seconds. Scott, it's uh it's like sex bomb from Scott Pilgrim. It is <laughs> it's that kind of punky. So run with it. All right. I'm excited to listen to that actually. That might be on repeat tomorrow, uh to and from work. Um, I went with uh with a song from from Ghost. Mm. Uh one of my Favorite bands right now, um, although the newest album I'm not too crazy about, but it's, yeah. it's still good. It's, it's still good. good. But their best album by far is is an album called Meliora, uh, which came out, God, maybe like eight years ago already. That's crazy to think about. But um, they have a song on there called From the Pinnacle to the Pit. And that is, I mean, we are living that right now. We are at the pinnacle of, of the sports world. You're carrying the the trophy that everybody wants and right now you are at rock bottom you are at rock bottom and you have gone from the pinnacle to the pit and as the song says it's a long way down so um hopefully hopefully the next sound check we were crawling out of that scarlock pit but time to start busting out our find a way t-shirts again (laughs) yeah right (laughs) Let's 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 get these uh, too many men. I'll play with too many men right now. Hopefully they won't even see that. The refs might let us. Be like, hey, you guys need an extra player out here. Um, What's just out here doing? Yeah. All right, everybody. Uh, thank you for tuning in and making it your first listen. We do appreciate it, even in these difficult times right now for the ABS. So um, we'll see what happens over the weekend. So so they have the Sens on Saturday, right? Yeah, it's Next Generation Night, and then Detroit oh, right. on Martin Luther King Day. That, that's an earlier start. It's time, an right? early day. I cannot wait for that game. Um, let's see. One one o'clock Mountain Time. Yeah, cool. All right. Uh, what it's going to be a? I, I believe there's a bunch of uh, fanfare. It's going to be a really good environment. So yeah, definitely want to check out. Yeah. All right, everyone. Uh, be angry it's okay we get it but um you still got a whole there's still there's still a handful of games to go a half a season to go to turn this thing around so 
For Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan, I am Chris Selly, and this is the Locked On Avalanche Podcast. We'll see you guys later. Go, Abs, go! Go!